Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it. Ew, ew. Ah, we're back, we're back, we're back. OG, Big Fish Podcast. Appreciate everybody who's been tuning in from the beginning, everybody who came in at whatever point along the journey, whatever episode. Appreciate y'all, definitely. Uh, And today, I know you can hear it in my voice. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, we're going to get into that. And I'm not sure... It's been a while since I've actually even said those words. Happy 4th of July, I'll be honest. And that's what we'll kind of get into with this conversation. And it's Independence Day. Independence Day. So what does that mean? I guess that's when this beautiful, great country was formed and established as its own. So I guess the topic for today... The topic for today, America, dot, 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 the greatest country in the world, question mark. All right, so America, dot, 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 the greatest country in the world, question mark. All right, so this one I'm going to, I think this is such a, a hot topic that, or maybe it's not for some people, but in the black community, I definitely believe it is. And it's one of those things that I feel, no, I don't feel, I don't like saying words, I feel, try. It's one of those things where it affects us, you know, how we kind of, our perspective on it can affect us in extreme ways. So what exactly do I mean by that? Well, let's get into the convo. So you just heard me say that that's probably the first time that I've said happy 4th of July in a very long time. And it's because I didn't take too much pride in Independence Day. You know, obviously, when Independence Day actually happened, Black people, people that look like me, indigenous people, whatever you want to call it, were not independent. We were enslaved, a a lot of us. At least that's what the history books say, right? Uh, You know, I've kind of done my own research, and I have different takes on a lot of the things that we were taught in school to the degree that we were taught them and how the entire... Atlantic slave trade happened, or maybe I should say didn't happen, but neither here nor there. 
let's get into the meat of it and stay on task. So, why I said why why I said that the you know it was hard for me to say Happy Fourth of July because it's hard to celebrate independence and reflect back into 1776 when a country was fighting so hard for its independence, but somebody like you, somebody like me, at that time would not have been entitled to our very own independence. But then it got me thinking, like over the last few years, I've thought a lot about this. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't think is the popular opinion. I can say that I I know it's not the popular opinion, at least in the black community, with conversations that I have with my friends, family, and others, where it's almost like when Kanye said slavery was a choice and everybody got on him. And it's funny, I tend to like Kanye when everybody hates him and then I tend to dislike him or not, you know, be feeling him when he's doing things that everybody likes. And why I bring up the point of him saying slavery was a choice, I think it was. And I think that we all have choices. We may not like what we're choosing from and choosing in between or, you know, the options that we have to choose from. However, it's still a choice. And sometimes those options are putting your life on the line and risking dying. And why I say it was a choice, there were rebellions, people that fought back, people that did not care that the odds were against them, people that did not care that they would probably die for their cause that they're fighting for, but they felt that they would rather fight and, and, and die on their feet, die standing for something, rather than to live on their knees. And when I reflect, I'm bringing it all together. When I reflect on Independence Day, America fought. America fought a war for its independence. In which a lot of people before that time, maybe at that time, thought that America was the underdog. But America didn't care. America decided to fight anyway for the cause that they believe strongly in. Now, this conversation is not focused on, right now at least, morals and principles. It's just focused on the facts of what happened and the decisions that were made and how the future was impacted by those decisions. So when you have a country... America that decided to fight war. That means people dying. We have to understand that if somebody tries to, this is me personally, if somebody tries to enslave me, we are at war. So I either have a decision to fight or remain a slave. 
and allow my kids to grow up in that same slave culture. It's a decision. War is a decision. I like, I like looking at a lot of old Greek mythology, medieval times. There's no level playing field when it comes to war. What do people do in war? You use every advantage that you have to overcome your enemy. You don't say, oh, well, let's make it more of a level playing field, this and that. You use anything you can to your advantage to win, to kill, to destroy, to make the other side submit to you. That's just how change has always come, whether it's somebody being conquered or somebody being freed. It always came down to war. Now, America, dot, 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 the greatest country in the world, question mark. Is America the greatest country in the world? So I already gave you my thoughts on why in years prior, I would not have considered America the greatest country in the world. I just wouldn't have stated it. Even I, I haven't traveled to a lot of countries. I'll be totally honest. I haven't lived in a lot of countries. So me saying that wouldn't really hold much weight anyway. However, I do realize that there's a reason that America is the most powerful country in the world, in my opinion. There's a reason why America is number one in a lot of areas. And even, you know, a lot of areas where it's not, that almost goes to show you how powerful America is because it's still the dominant country throughout the world, period. And when I talk to people, like I always say that my biggest blessing is the fact that I'm exposed to a lot of different cultures, a lot of different cultures. I have a lot of different friends, colleagues, different individuals in my network that are from all over the world and from a lot of different cultures, religions. And what they always tell me, you know, here they are. I, I look up to them as being successful and coming from successful cultures. But they, a lot of them, they are the ones that say there is no other country that provides the amount of opportunity that America does. Now that's people from all over, all shades, colors, religions, races, whatever you want to call it. And I almost, well, I used to think like, damn, that's pretty insensitive because you're saying that it's the greatest country and it has so much opportunity, but that's for people that look like you maybe. For people that look like me, you know, we had to go through slavery, we had to go through, that used to be my mindset. 
And I realized that regardless of whether I was right or wrong in saying what I was saying or feeling how I was feeling, it didn't help me to take advantage of the opportunity that I do have. Instead, I was focusing on how unfair things were, how we had to start a race where we're 100 meters behind and we have something and they tied our legs together and our hands behind our back. So I kept focusing on that. Like, how can people think that this is the greatest country? It's so selfish for you to think that, you know, you're not looking at how it is for me. It may be the greatest country for you. And now, you know, when I have those conversations with them, I listen to why they're telling me that. And they, and they dig a little bit deeper. And they always seem to tell me that this is the only country in which you will have millionaires, billionaires of so many different ethnicities and backgrounds and cultures and religions and how in the countries that they're from or where they've lived and have experience in, it's not like that. It's usually one group. Now, perhaps that's because those countries just aren't as diverse to even provide those opportunities. But then one would have to say, well, I guess that further shows their point in recognizing America as being obviously a diverse country, but then having so many quote-unquote successful, wealthy individuals from all different walks of life. So the first thing that I want to focus on is Bad opportunity versus good opportunity. What makes something a bad situation, bad opportunity, versus what makes something a good opportunity and a good situation? And I think we decide. We decide based on our perspective. We decide whether the glass is half full or half empty. We decide whether we look at that glass that is filled halfway as being the best opportunity in the world or, well, shit, why isn't, why isn't my glass full? Everybody else's glass is already full. Why I still got to fill mine? Which situation do you think, which perspective is going to lead you into the best possible position to maximize on whatever that opportunity is. And of course, you know, we'll always relate, relate it back to sports. And I think back to a lot of situations in which, you know, we were either the underdog or I felt personally that I was the underdog and I was in a situation where it's like, damn, I don't know how you're going to make this team, bro. Everything's stacked against you. Or I don't know how we're going to have a successful season. Everything's stacked against us. Or how are we going to beat this team? They got so many more scholarship players. They're better. 
they're bigger, they're better, they're fast. It, it's always occurred from the time that you start playing sports to, you know, throughout. Like, it just, it just never stops. And sports is just a reflection of life in a lot of ways. And you don't ever go into a game and say, hey, this isn't fair. Your linemen are bigger than my linemen, so therefore you can only play a certain amount of linemen. The linemen have to... You can't do that. In peewee football, maybe you could do that. But in life, that's just not what it is. You can have limits in certain peewee football programs where it's like, okay, if you're above this weight, you can't be a skilled player. That's not life. That's just, it's simply not life. And I didn't play in that type of league anyway. So you could play whatever position you wanted to that's the league that I played in when I was a kid and I'm glad for it however when we would come up against certain teams they were much bigger much faster much stronger they can pull from a maybe you know a lot of people probably look at Montclair like that you can pull from a a larger amount of kids where you play another town and they may have a much smaller town you know, at least until you get to to high school where they do it by groups, you know, the size of your school. But even then, it's just never going to be fair. So for those games where we're playing a Don Bosco, where they get to recruit from all over, where we only get to recruit from or, or only get to pick from Montclair, do I go into that game and say, oh, man, like I'm complaining that they, they, this isn't fair, they have a – Big-time player. We don't have a big-time player. This player is not even from Jersey. They're from New York. Am I most likely to give, my, to give our team, to give myself the best possible chance to be successful and to give our team the best possible chance to be successful, is that going to be with the mindset that this is a terrible situation, it's impossible for us to succeed, or am I going to go into it like they should not have given us a chance? All these advantages that they that they have, that means they're sleeping on us probably because they think that we have disadvantages. And if you think that I have a disadvantage, then I'm going to use that to my advantage. If you think that I'm not capable and we're competing against each other, good. Good. Keep that same energy and see what happens. Because now you're sleeping. Now you're not bringing your best. That makes it easier for me to beat you. But I have to go into it with, the mindset that this is an amazing opportunity that I'm going to take full advantage of. Even if it's not an amazing opportunity. Even if most people, you know, who's to say it's all relative? If, if we were comparing it to an even better team than Bosco, then we would be saying like, all right, well, this is a better opportunity than that. Like, you know, but if we're comparing it to a terrible team, then we'd say like, ah, so it's all relative, but you can psych your mind out. You have to psych your mind out to the point where you go into it with the approach that this is a great opportunity. I'm in a great situation. And because of all those things, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to win. I'm supposed to win. How can I not win? Everything's in my favor. It shifts your mindset. It gives you an extra level of confidence. And not only throughout the game, but even as you're preparing. So therefore, 
it's almost as we ask that question, America, the greatest country in the world, question mark, is it? And does it even matter if it is or not? Does it really even matter if it is or not? Should we just tell ourselves it is? Should I psych myself into just believing that it is? So that way I can be at my best because if I'm at my best, let's say that I want to change certain things. Losers don't change rules. People with power and money change rules. So therefore, to be successful and to, to attain power and wealth in order to make certain changes that you want, you have to be, you have to go into it with a mindset of I have to win, I have to be successful. And if we just establish that the best opportunity, the best chance that you have of being successful is to go into an opportunity thinking that this is an amazing opportunity. This glass is, shoot, the glass is already half full. All I got to do is fill it. Rather than why isn't everybody else's glass halfway? If I go into it with a certain outlook, then I'm not only going to make up on bringing my glass to all the way full or make up in that race to where instead of complaining about stuff being unfair and whatnot, I'm either figuring out a way to run faster than you while my hands are tied behind my back or I'm going to figure out a way to break through these things so my hands are not tied, so my legs are not tied. And then I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm going to work to beat you in that unfair race. And imagine the confidence that I have when I do beat you in that unfair race. Then once I win and I'm standing on top of the podium, then I'm going to dictate how certain things are going to change. That's how we're going to do it. So the same thing applies to life. We really want to make change. You, you, nobody's... What did we say about war? Change comes from war. You can't ask for change. To bring any change, you have to be willing to sacrifice what the other person is willing to sacrifice that is either your opposition, your competition, or anybody that you need to beat in order to change those quote-unquote unfair rules. And war doesn't have to be, let's say, killing each other. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about playing chess. I'm talking about outmaneuvering. I'm talking about winning, accumulating that wealth, accumulating those powerful positions so we can dictate the rules. So we can reform certain things, amend certain things to make it more in our favor. So that way, in instead of us starting the race 100 yards back, instead of us starting out with the cup half full, once we win, we get the jugs of water. We can fill more people's cup up to where now they're starting let's say on a quote-unquote level playing field, and the objective is not to have a level playing field, the objective is to have an advantage. And that's sometimes what we forget. 
when America was fighting for its independence, the objective was not to tie. The objective was to destroy, so therefore this country would never ever try us again and any other country would think twice about trying us, period. So why can't we have that same mindset internally? So I want to touch on a couple of different things. I want to touch on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, actually, we can get right into that right now. Now, DE&I, diversity, equity, and inclusion used to be diversity and equity or they added inclusion or I don't know, whatever, whatever. When it comes to DE&I, to me, it's so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. And I'm not talking about people that work in the DE&I space. I get why you work in the space. However, it's embarrassing. And I actually don't feel that a private company, if I have a company that I should have to hire a certain amount of, of certain types of people just because. I don't care if, oh, well, you should hire the best qualified people and the best qualified people are diverse. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's my company. I can hire whoever I want. I can hire people that are, are most like me if I feel like it. Maybe it's in my best interest. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter, though. It's my company. And the fact that we have individuals that feel that <laughs> you should be able to each company it's unfair for companies not to hire it's the silliest shit in the world to me because there's a lot of successful let's just keep it on blacks indigenous african-american whatever word we're using nowadays if there's a lot of black ceos at these companies that and black people in leadership positions that have these DE and I programs and they'll sit there and say, yeah, because we need to hire more blacks. We need to hire more blacks. No, what you need to do is leave that company, create your own. You're the CEO. That means you can lead. You're in a leadership position. You can lead that company. You can lead in your particular industry. Create a new company. And then why don't you just hire whoever you want? Why are we so scared to compete and to build our own? You know, I always hear people running around screaming, I'm independent this, I'm independent that. Like it's a badge of honor in areas in which you shouldn't even want to be independent. You want to be in a relationship but be independent. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, how about we have our own independent businesses to where we don't need to complain about us not being hired in companies that obviously don't want to hire us. Because if they wanted to hire us, there would be no need to have a DE&I program. There would be no need to say, oh, we need to make this fair and make sure everybody feels included and make sure everybody, bruh, bruh. 
Is that even realistic? Just create your own. What's wrong? You create your own. You could play. Shoot, I'm creating my own company. I'm going to play whatever music I want to play. I'm going to play, you know, and, and I'm going to have whatever vibe and culture that I feel at my company is best. And then the people that like that culture, like that vibe, they will be attracted to it. I don't want to have to feel that I need to hire a certain amount of people that look a certain way just because, oh, we got to meet quota. We gotta, I don't care about any of that. Create your own, build your own, and hire whoever the hell you want to hire to compete against those companies that don't want to hire us. And win. Isn't that the honorable thing to do? It's cr- like, why do we just, we, we still live, we still have these mindsets in which, you know, the same people that we complain about, we validate their superiority over us. The same people we complain about, we validate their superiority over us. When you complain about a team that you're on and you don't want to be on that team, but there's another team that may need your help or you can just create your own team, you're scared to go out and create your own team because you're scared to compete with that team that you're currently on because in your head you think that they're better. You think that you can't beat them. That's cowardly. Take a risk. Right? Isn't that what America did? They took a risk. America, we, we, we took a risk. And we won. And now look. People have to be willing to sacrifice. That's all war is. Who has the best strategy? Who's willing to sacrifice whatever's needed? To win. Who's willing to dig deeper? Who's willing to sacrifice time, effort, fun, happiness? Who's willing to sacrifice all that in the now to have something greater later? And when I think back on how much time, you know, we've been... You you listen to these politicians, to these leaders, and I, I'm I get frustrated when I see us complaining about the same thing that we were complaining about earlier in my life. I'm 35. So like aren't people tired of when you realize that you can listen to you know, I said this before, Malcolm X speech, uh, Martin Luther King speech, and we complaining about the same stuff? Bro, complaining doesn't win. It doesn't win. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't do anything. Winning wins. War. And like I said, it's not war. <laughs> like, you, you, you don't, we don't need to go to war in a sense of, you know, how most, a lot of people feel, you know, when, when they hear war. But just like if you need to change something about yourself and you need to go to war with a certain part of yourself, If you're unhealthy, you need to go to war with that that part of you that's unhealthy. Go to war with those unhealthy habits. 
War is simply destroying something that is preventing you from your goal. War is, is, you know, we, and I understand, and let me be very clear. I by no means am comparing sports, <laughs> basketball, football, even, well, shoot, boxing, MMA, that's war, is what it is. That's combat. But if it's not a combat sport, I'm, I'm not at all comparing it to war. And even then, I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing those to war, but it's just, it's just, you know, war is an extreme version. You know, sports, you think about gladiators, like that's where sports comes from. Competition, all these different things. It's a reflection. And when we look at sports, it's like, yo, you have to win. You have to compete. The only way, there can only be one champion. So when we go into a situation, bro, we at war. You think I put my body in through all this pain, sacrifice, not being around my family and stuff, being miserable at certain times to just come out and lose to you? and then just, Or just sit back and do all that to, to just say, oh, this isn't fair. Bro, I don't have time. We don't have enough time to complain about what's not fair. We need to put all our time, effort, and energy into winning. We feel something is owed to us. Take that shit back. You want to win? Take that win. Stop losing. Stop focusing on anything that is not about winning, regardless of the circumstances. Embrace the fact that nothing's going to change. Embrace the fact that this is the best opportunity ever that we're going to have. Now, imagine what we could do with all that energy that we spent complaining and trying to make things fair, level the playing field. We'd have all that energy just to just overcome the odds. Doesn't everybody like a comeback story? Okay, then. Everybody cheered for Rudy, right? Okay, then. Let's have a comeback story. Let's win. And to the, to the, what is it? To the victor go to spoils, right? We already know this. The winner gets to have the parade. They get to talk shit afterwards about, you know, whatever else. And everybody else has to just take it because you lost. You're a loser. They won. And until the next season, until there's a new champion, they are the champion. So... I'm still asking the question, is America the greatest country in the world? And I want to be clear that you could still want things to, to get better. Never said that it, it's perfect. You know, saying that something is, the, is a great opportunity, the greatest, does not mean that it's perfect. That does not mean that once you say, hey, this is the greatest country, that you can no longer try to bring about certain change. I actually think that it works the opposite. You think that that's what I've been talking about the whole time. Once you think it's the greatest country, you, you whether it's tricking your mind to it, psyching your mind to it, we psych ourselves out all the time. We psych ourselves out all the time. We go into situations that we know damn well we, sh we quote unquote shouldn't win. 
the odds aren't in our favor, but we psych ourselves out. We shoot our shot at, at, at women that, you know, damn well, she may be considered, she's probably, she may be a little out your league, brother, doesn't matter. I'm psyching myself, yo, you bugging, I'm, I'm that, I'm that. So therefore, I'm going to holler at her, boom, boom, boom. The confidence that you bring about may bag her. We see situations like that all the time. But you're never going to win if you go into the situation where it's like, oh, she's just out of my league. You know, I can never. She's regular. Matter of fact, she's lucky to talk to me. She's lucky that I'm walking over here and approaching her. Want to know why? Because I bring great energy. I'm an honorable person. I work my butt off to provide, you know, all these different things. And that's the confidence that we need to overcome and win in this competition or this quote-unquote war that we need to have to bring about change. And I feel like that opportunity is available right here. And I said, matter of fact, I said I'm not saying feel. That opportunity is available right here. Because I've seen it. And as I've said before, you don't have to take my word right now. You could just let, you know, just just watch the actions and just watch how the story unfolds. However, if you wait until the story unfolds, you're probably going to be a little bit behind. And a little bit behind, I, I mean, as far as if you embraced the same mindset of what it could have done, you know, when we're looking back. To your life by not complaining, even if it's a valid complaint. We we always say a valid complaint, quote unquote valid complaint. Does that mean anything? When when somebody loses a game and you say, like, oh, well, you do have a point, that was an unfair call. It doesn't you lost, bro. We lost. We lost. We were conquered. We lost. It is what it is. Was it unfair? Who could, we lost. We lost. And I'm not going to sit around here and talk about how it was unfair how we lost last season and complain, bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to win next season, this season. And make sure that we make sure that nothing stops me. From winning in the in the now. And this is just based on I'm I'm what is it called? A Monday quarterback or remote control quarterback, remote whatever it is, you know, that that saying where it's like it's easy to 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 talk shit from the couch about people what people should have done. Well that's what it, sometimes you gotta reflect from the couch. I'm reflecting on what I've seen us Continue to, oh, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. This wasn't right. This caused this. this. It just doesn't do anything. So even if it's quote unquote valid, it's not doing anything. So shift your mindset. I'm shifting my mindset. This is the greatest opportunity in America. It's the greatest country in the world. It's the country that I'm in right now. So yeah, it's the greatest country in the world. And I have the greatest opportunity and I'm going to make it happen. 
And then once I win, to the victor go to spoils. And that's what everybody else does, right? You put your people on. You, you want to make it, you want to win in life so you can make the, your loved ones and the people around you, the people in your network, so you can enhance their lives as well. So that's the goal. The goal is to win. The goal is not to make things fair. Because one of those things is out of my control. I'm focusing on the one that's in my control. And that's doing everything that I can to win. Because that's what America did, right? So I'm just following the blueprint. So. America. Dot, dot, dot. The greatest country in the world? Question mark. I'll let you all answer for yourselves. But for me, it's the greatest country in the world, and I have the greatest opportunity in the world. And that's all I'm focused on. And I will win. Period. All right, so make sure y'all. Stay tuned. Strength and honor. Big fish shit. Oop, oop. And we're out. Happy 4th of July. Ha, we here. Big fish shit. Oop, oop. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.